Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. This is going to be Vikings Season 5 Breakdown. We're going to kind of look at the whole season and look back. And I'm not alone today. I'm joined by a very special guest to share his thoughts on this season of Vikings. Please welcome Nick from History Buffs. Welcome, Nick. Hello. Thanks for very, uh, thanks very much for having me, Phil. It's always awesome. This is the third time I've had you on. I'm really excited. If you haven't checked out History Buffs before, I highly recommend going to check out History Buffs. We have a whole uh, Fill the Issues Guy podcast that talks all about what History Buffs are is. And you can check that out in the description box. I'll pop that video in if you're watching this later. If not, you can definitely check that out if you search through my videos. But uh, but short story is Nick does <laughs> Nick has a channel called History Buffs. They do he does historically historical look backs at at history movies. I said that really in a bumbly way, but kind of pointing out some of the ina inaccuracies, talking about them from an entertaining standpoint, but mainly from an historical standpoint. Lots of research, lots of effort goes into it. So again, if you haven't already, please check out History Buffs. Okay, that's the podcast over. Nick's here just to promote the podcast. We're done. We're done now, right? <laughs> Thanks very much. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that's it. But Nick also was the very first host of the Vikings podcast on History Channel, and he's going to share some of his some of uh, his time on the Viking season five set, but we're also not alone. We have with us the live motherfucking chat. We got M. What? We have analysis of Thrones. We got broke. We got lots of good friends, and we also have a call in number tonight and a voicemail text line. If you want to get your thoughts on Vikings in, if you want to call and talk to us live, you can call in at six five seven three eight three one four three five. Or if you want to leave a voicemail or text, you can call and leave a voicemail or text at 781 990 9 to get your thoughts, your questions. We'll get to that sort of at the end, but definitely get your thoughts and comments in about this season of Vikings or anything that we don't get to. But before we get into that, Nick, I've heard you talk, talk about Vikings, you know, interview cast members and do things like that. I've, I saw your Vikings video that you did, which was really awesome. But I haven't really heard you talk so much about what your opinions are Vikings from an entertainment standpoint. Kind of what, what are just your overall thoughts of Vikings as a whole in this season in general? Uh, well, I, well I, I mean, you know me, like I'm a huge nut when it comes to, you know, Viking uh, mythology and history just because it's sort of interwoven so like right from sort of season one uh, i was hooked into the show and then i noticed that they started splicing in uh different moments from uh other vikings uh to sort of spice things up uh with this one i i you know i mean at the end of the day i did enjoy the show but i felt like uh it had some missing potential mm -hmm. like for example uh when bjorn raids the mediterranean I mean, that's supposed to be like one of the biggest moments in Viking history. Like this guy does uh, an amazing like road trip almost. So he hits like uh, Morocco, then he goes to the south of France, then uh, Italy, Sicily. Uh, and each time he gets close to raiding the Mediterranean, there's always like another excuse like, oh, you got to send most of your ships home guys <laughs> over to Sicily. And I was like, and then he, and after that, then he has to go all the way to... Uh, back to Katagat to deal with this little civil war thing. So that kind of uh, annoyed me a little bit, especially because when I was at Ashford Studios, I saw like pictures all over the wall of um, Bjorn on camel camels throughout the Sahara Desert. So I was like, oh yes, finally, here we are. It's like, no, it seems like he's gonna come back next season. Yeah, 
And and just to go into that, we'll get a little bit more into some specific character stuff later, but I agree with you 100% on the Bjorn stuff. That was a, just a huge disappointment. It, it amounted towards the one, half, one quarter of an episode when they were in Sicily, where if you blinked, yeah. you could miss it. It was, it was just a simple stopover. The stuff in the desert was interesting, but didn't felt like it didn't have the same level of depth and attention to it as some of the other stuff in the series gets. And it felt kind of hollow, and he was just back the next episode. I kind of hoped this would be a, an ongoing arc for the for all of season five. That he would... I agree, yeah. I, I think the way I had it in my head when I was over there, I thought that uh, the season was going to be split between the Great Heathen Army in England, ju- just them in England, then you got Bjorn's uh, arc, so he, he's in Africa, he's doing his thing, and then you have uh, Floki in Iceland, and which they did do the whole uh, Iceland story arc. Uh, because when I uh, interviewed uh, Gustav, who plays Floki, he told me he just came back from Iceland. So I thought like, oh, they're going to be doing the whole shooting there. And then I realized later that uh, they were only there for like a few weeks yeah. in Iceland. All the big Iceland set of the settlement was actually shot uh, in Ireland. It was like about a few miles away from where uh, the main studios is. For Vikings, and I so, enjoy yeah. and I enjoyed the Floki stuff as well, but I liked it better when he was alone. Uh, the stuff when they brought in a lot more other characters, I feel like they didn't spend enough time developing who those people were. So I fu- I had trouble giving a crap too much about about what was going on with the interactions with them. I thought some of the shots that they had when he first made it to Ireland alone, when he was doing his Tom Hanks uh, castaway bit, you know, and it was just him alone on the island, I thought worked extremely well. That's it was well. actually in Iceland. That was all like, real Iceland stuff. Oh, so beautiful. So all the stuff with the settlement with people, that was uh, in a location somewhere in Ireland, which they made to look like uh, Iceland, and they put like volcanoes in the background and all that stuff. <laughs> But I mean, I, I agree with you that the, the fact that there's a, a conflict going on with the settlement, it seemed to develop too quickly. You know, like people were bitching as soon as they arrived. I'm like, come on, give Loki a chance. I mean, you made the trip already. You know, <laughs> might as well get an extra mile. Yeah, why'd you come? Uh, sorry, I just started hearing uh, John Lennon's voice in my head going, "All we are saying is give Loki a chance." It's just, it's, uh, it's. I just thought that took away from what I think should have been the prime focus. And I mean, almost everything of this season should have just been focused on the heathen army and then moved to the battle of Cadigat. Cause looking back on this season as a whole, and we're going to, we're going to d- dive into each specific arc and maybe say two things about it, but we'll get into each character in a little bit, but looking at mm-hmm. a season as a whole, I feel like the first half was stronger than the back half. I feel like the stuff in York when it was the stuff dealing with the Saxons and all of that, I thought that was done relatively really well to show the balance between the brothers and all of that. When we got into the civil war stuff, I feel like, time wasn't used to the best way it could have been. And I think part of that is just the way it all was thrown up against the wall. What what you were just saying with Bjorn, they had so much material that they could have mined with Bjorn being gone for a long time and visiting all these things. And instead they chose to focus a little bit more on the internal struggles facing the civil war uh, for good, for good or for bad. And I I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. I, I feel like it's kind of, we've been there before. I mean, like they've we've had like civil wars going on since season two, with uh oh god i forget the jarl borg jarl borg yep. remember he had his so i thought like this was the season where we're going to get that big viking expansion that happened you know like around the uh, 860s where they go to england and they go to like you know uh africa iceland all of that stuff 
I thought we're like, we're leaving Kattegat. We're going beyond the, the world of the Vikings as we've known it. Like that was the role of uh, Ragnar was to introduce this, this world to the Vikings. And instead we go right back to Kattegat. So yeah. like, it, okay. it seems like they could have spent yeah. a lot more time showing Ivar laying waste to the to uh to all all the towns around or all around york and all that area especially where you were going to bring alfred up so quickly on the other side of things at the end of the season because then you just show the show the level of horror that ivar is is inflicting upon people even more so rather than that one one encounter and, and bringing him immediately back to cow to get the said set to finish family business. You could have gone away from Cadigat for 10, for 10, 15 episodes, brought it back in the very back half of season five and then and then deal with that at the beginning of season six even, or just had this whole season been about what you were saying about expansion, expansion on Bjorn's end and expansion on Ivar's end in, in Wessex. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like Ivar's supposed to hit like not just England, but uh, uh, Ireland as well. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the, the the city of Dublin is a Viking city. You know, it's uh, all it's etched all over the place. Yeah. So, uh, just in general, now, uh, how do you feel like the show? Just from a, I don't know, strength or star or bang factor is doing without Ragnar. Do you think it? Do you think anything to do with the show not having not being strong this season has to do with the lack of Travis, or do you think it's other issues? I, I tend to personally, I tend to think it's other issues. I think Travis is missed, but I think it was the right time for him to go. And I think this all comes down to if you're feeling Ivar or not. And I personally am. I think he's a compelling character, and I love the actor that plays him. I'm I'm totally drinking the Ivar Kool Aid, but <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. But how do you feel about that in general? Um, no, I agree with you there. I mean, like, uh, you know, he was a great actor. He was a great character and all of that. And I think the the new cast that he brought in are also very interesting. I liked uh, Ivar a lot. And uh, Floki is always yes. is an interesting it's character. Great, so great. Too. Yeah, he, he definitely captures the screen. Um, I don't know. I mean, with Lagatha, she's kind of, you know, bitching about how everyone keeps betraying her, but then she keeps, like, allowing it to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's her like, character frustrating watching her. She, her character was in such... Uh, she was just sticking her head in the sand or shooting off her nose despite her face in such, like... Hypocritical is the word I was searching for there. She was, yes. She yes. was such a hypocritical character, especially to the... Or it's just uneven, and I... And as much as I like some of the early Lagatha performances and she was compelling, I feel like out of most of the characters of uh, those those first group of Vikings that they have, I feel like her character is the most uneven and, and not as consistent as it could be from season to season, where she, she can come off as a completely different person with different motivations and different logic system. And I feel like the Lagatha we got in this season is a dumbass. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah but it's kind of cruel to think of it that way, but yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> so let's go to the live motherfucking chat for a second here. Uh, M says, I'm still disappointed in Bishop Clemens' character. I love JRM. It seems like he's just a very hyped up character. I think I rewatched the beginning half of the season, and I think again, he he's a stronger character at the start than the finish. My problem with him is it seems like to me that it's. There, it's an 
it's a character that they created simply for the fact to have him go behind the scenes with the Vikings so he's a stronger opponent against Viking against the Vikings later because he has all their information or has some sort of strategic foothold. I feel like the relationship between him and Ivar was done pretty well, and I like the balance of that. The relationship with him yeah. and him and Lagatha at the end was undeserved and I thought was a little out of place and didn't quite fly for me personally. I don't it, it just looked like he had the hots for her and that's why he just <laughs> yes. changed his mind too quickly. Exactly. Exactly. And they've introduced him as a character that does think with his dick a little bit at the beginning, but not enough to not to pass his rage for thinking these people are heathen bastards that all deserve to burn. Right, yeah. I mean, I think uh, he, if maybe he was introduced too quickly. Like maybe if uh, he was introduced like a little bit later, where we see the devastation of the the heathen army was laying to England, and he comes out of the the woodworks to be like the Eng uh, England salvation. Yeah, and and yeah, and maybe have a little bit more. And they did it. And they did this season well in the sense with uh, Athelwolf and stuff. Maybe have a little bit more focus on on him and Judith's relationship this season from if you wanted to have the Saxon relationship or or even more Alfred and, and that family dynamic. Because I thought in general what we got from all of that was really well done. And I know some people are complaining about Athelwolf going out with a bee sting. As someone that is allergic to bees and and can relate to that sort of thing, I I like the the fact that sometimes we're reminded of the age that we're live that we're in that something <laughs> as simple as a bee sting can take someone down like that. And I actually in a fucked up way I enjoyed it. I, how'd you feel about that as a conclusion to his character arc? Well, I mean, I kind of got like a little bit worried when he was uh, delivering that awesome monologue, which uh, was in the same sort of way um, King Eckbert would give his speeches. And they started going on for too long. I was like, oh, no, it's not going to be like The Walking Dead, right? But like the rule of The Walking Dead is if uh, you talk for too long, you're like dead in the next episode or in the same episode. And then when he, when he got uh, bitten, uh, stung by a bee and then he died, the first thing I did was look up to see whether he actually died that way. Because it's so, it's so random that it is like believable. I couldn't think about Aetherwolf dying from a from a bee sting, but uh, in any sense, it's. I think he went out in a very good way, and I think uh, Mo Dunford is the the actor who plays him did a terrific performance. I think he definitely nailed uh, King Eckbert in his last speech before he uh, goes out like a champ. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you, he gave that speech, and it was such a, I mean, first of all, he's no way he's ever going to defeat the Vikings. He always loses, but it was an inspiring speech, and I think that actor has really grown in that role and shown uh, shown just a really amazing arc from naive, pig-headed to a little bit more open or, or wanting to figure out a piece between the Vikings because he knows, because he learns from some of his mistakes or whatever. And I like the challenging, challenging dynamic that we got between him and the Bishop. And I also yeah. really enjoyed the way, the way he went out. And, and I love that from an acting standpoint, that look he gave right when he touched the B, like B, it was almost, does anything ever go right for me? Kind of look. He just, he just gives yeah. us look like, oh shit, yeah. man. I mean, it was definitely the most tragic death of the season because I felt like out of the, all the characters in the show, he is the one who's grown the most because <laughs> he starts off as a, uh, you know, a cocky little brat. And then you kind of understand why he is that way because of Eckbert being this domineering sort of father figure who never really, you know, loved him. 
And then he has this um, huge weight responsibility of being the, the king of Wessex. And so you really want him to succeed. And I guess people were upset just because the way he goes out, he doesn't go out in battle. He's from a fucking bee. You know? <laughs> <I> <laughs> it's know. like no honor there at all. No, the bee takes him out. Uh, Max Power saying, I'm, I'm watching out for a man because I'm drinking through, beer through a straw. It's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a medical, it's a medical thing. I'm drinking beer through a straw because I'm a man. I have a lip injury that that bear fucks it up. So yeah, I'm, I'm you just- You can say that you get drunker through a straw. Right, I could say that's a better answer, Nick. Yeah. It, it's it's more yeah. it's more of a badass Viking kind of answer. I do it because I want to get drunker quick. Okay, a <laughs> uh, couple of people couple of people say they were looking forward to this. Uh, great to great to see you, Nick, in the live chat. Uh, we got Ivar's uh, that uh, Bishop is a serial killer. Says Nymeria. Felicia needs to throw out some uh, Norse fun facts. Yeah, we'd love that. Uh, the Great Warrior Knight was turned into a romantic fool. Says David Kennedy. Uh, I predict Lagatha will die by blood eagle from Ivar. Says Nymeria. Sam says, "Wait, there was a death by bee in the show. I need to watch this. It was a single bee sting." <laughs> Uh, Felicia says, never been stung by a bee in my life. One of my biggest fears. I've been stung twice and I di almost died two times. It's, it's, it's awful. If I was, I'm Macaulay Culkin in my girl. Like if I walked on a beehive like that, I'd be, I'd be like dead in an, in, a, in an instant. So it was, it was almost a funny moment to watch on, on television. It's funny to see some of the reactions from people like a bee can kill somebody. What the fuck? It's like, yeah, a bee, a bee can kill people. Well, especially back then, you know, <laughs> you got no modern medicine to help you. Yep, and uh, uh, we got uh, G America Gaming says, what historical inaccuracies really popped out for you, Nick? Please review Black Hawk Down. Great movie. Uh, we're going to get into a couple of uh, historical inaccuracies a little bit later and get Nick's thoughts on that. We'll definitely be asking any if anything points out, if anything uh, stands out to Nick at the, at the end when we talk about that stuff a little bit more. So before we go any further into the cast, I do want to share some images that share some dirty images that Nick shared with me uh no Nick Nick was had the opportunity as we mentioned earlier to be the the very first host of History Channel Viking podcast you can still go back and listen to those episodes awesome fucking stuff and you got to spend some time on the Viking set uh during the filming of this season so Nick was kind enough uh to share some of those photos some of those photos with us today and I'm going to uh, let's take a look at some of them. Let's take a look at some of them now and okay. and go through them. And I'll go through each one. And why don't you let us know what the fuck we're looking at and if you have anything to say about each picture. How about this first one? OK, so uh, that is the Paraset. I believe those still around from season three. Like so uh, they had like these massive studios. There, so that was still around. So. Uh, I kind of got the chance to walk about and look at the library and all of that stuff. So whenever you saw like um, Rolo looking out the window in season four, and um, I think, yeah, yeah, the, the, this is the, the Paris set. Oh, beautiful. It's it's interesting to see it lit up this way because, with, you know, there's so much more atmosphere when you see it on the show. But I think it's one of the more yeah. beautiful sets that they created on on the whole show. I, as It's one of the reasons why I enjoyed a lot of the Paris scenes 
forget about the acting or the atmosphere. It's in a way what they did with Paris is what I hope they do with the Bjorn story. They they just examined it more and they they spent a little bit more time in there and you really felt it through Rollo's eyes. And yeah. and I, I just wish yeah, they did I think that. that. Season three is my favorite season. Like that Paris battle was just amazing. All I, through and through. I agree. I think season three is the best. Uh, season one is really good, but the production value wasn't quite the where it was in later season. Season two is my least favorite of the early seasons because <clears throat> it just focuses a little bit too much on the Civil War stuff, and I just don't think it's quite as interesting as the stuff they did later. Season three, I agree, it has the best battles. It's it's just such hu- so huge in scale. Rollo's running around with his shirt off the whole time, killing people. <laughs> being a berserker, yeah. yeah, being a berserker. It's it's really fucking great. It's great Floki stuff too. Okay, this this is more of the same set, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, and I think up top, like they've got like sort of Roman art up there because uh, I think the the Franks they they sort of emulated the the Romans, so they had a lot of that stuff up there. So I mean, you can't really see it that much in the show, but you take a look up in person, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, they really have a Roman thing going on. Nice. Yes. I think this is the courtroom. I'm not sure. Uh, no, no, it's no, it's not. There's a fireplace. Sorry. And let's go to this next one. Oh, is this this is the whaling station, right? Uh, no, it's not. It's actually Katagat. Ah. So uh, whenever you see like uh, them conspiring somewhere in Katagat, uh, or I know Bjorn's like you know, with a fish or something, like that that's the that's Katagat right there. Nice, perfect. Look at this. Uh, with this linger, and you can see Nick right there in the court, right there in the back corner, right there, so right Dude, there. I was so chuffed that like that's the biggest <laughs> set, and I had the the best of times. Oh, uh, dude, it's it's just amazing. I'm so so fucking envious of you. If you weren't such a nice guy, I'd be like you fucking asshole. Check look at this shit. <laughs> so so uh, so next up we got uh, the, uh, the Iceland set, right there. So uh, oh. just hanging with some of the the crew members, and uh, so this is where the settlement was. Like in the background, I. Th- if you see, I'm not sure if you see it in the uh, in the next picture or so, but uh, you see all these. Um, what are those water vents for? Like the, like uh, the, that shoots up water up in the air. They call geysers. Oh, geysers, geysers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they had like all these geysers and stuff. So this is the Iceland set. Sweet. That's so. That's so interesting. That uh, that uh, that this was that that all that wasn't filmed in Iceland. That only the Floki alone stuff was filmed in Iceland. Great, great yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think he was there for two weeks. But uh, everything involving the settlement, they uh, shot in Ireland, and it was like about I don't know a twenty-minute drive away from um, Ashford Studios, which is where the main Katagat set is. Dude, when, when you when you say now that you say that, I told it's absolutely noticeable that the stuff with yeah. Floki <laughs> is so much more visually beautiful than the stuff with the settlement. It's it almost seems like a it almost does seem like a different place. Yeah, yeah, I know. It kind of it's, it's it kind of bums you out. Like uh, I notice it now because I was there, but I'm sure. If, I hope I didn't ruin the show for you. Like, <laughs> it's one of those things that now when I look watch back at that season, I'm like, oh shit, wait, 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 fuck, D- Nick ruined it for us all, guys. It's uh, send your hate mail to history, add yeah. history buff. So, uh, no, I'm... <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> so here's we got we got just a shot of one of the windows with Vi- with Vikings there. Oh yeah, yeah. We can skip that one. Yeah, we can skip that one. Uh, so that that's where the guys is up, and it had like uh, rubber hoses in the water to make all that bubbling sort of stuff there. But they made the the ground sort of black, uh, like to make it look like the the volcanic uh, soil from Iceland. Nymeria says that's you with the art director. Yes, yes, that's right. All right, let's go over to 
This next one. Uh, more Iceland stuff, yeah. I'll linger so a little bit on the, the crew. I'll linger a little yeah, bit. You on can the see floor. like uh, those trees in the background that should not be there. That's how <laughs> get CGI'd out. Yeah. <laughs> Show. See, it's funny that those are the kind of CG things you don't of, often think about, the stuff that they remove. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you, you quickly Let's think you quickly think of stuff that people add, but so much of, uh, you know, CG is, is just like extending things that are actually do exist. Like I remember hearing an independent uh, movie. I'm trying to remember what movie it was, but they needed to do a shot with a fence that surrounded everyone, and they all had the fence go so far. So most of their... Uh, CG money went to just completing that fence all the way around just to make it look like a whole fence. It's it's sometimes it's the simplest things. So uh, yeah, that's just another sh another oh, going back. Let's see, here we go. Oh, there we go. So that's the uh, the armory. So I think any uh, one who's a hardcore Vikings fan would love to come in here, just pick up all the weapons and stuff. They uh, I had I remember they had uh, Moorish weapons as well. Uh, so I was getting really excited for all of Bjorn's stuff. Because the guy had Bjorn's sword that he holds, I think, when he's in Sicily or something. Oh, yeah, when Bjorn, the, the single shot where Bjorn has it and he kind of uh, grabs the sword and uh, faces it off against them. That was one of the main images yeah. of that particular episode. Exactly, yeah. Oh, this is fucking... And this, the theater geek in me, too, is freaking out looking at this prop shop. I'm just like, fuck, God, that fucking looks so fun to play it, play in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's go to this next yeah. one. Oh, this is a it's, it's a bad photo. I apologize, but this is York, and you see at the bottom, you see that that's the sewer entrance where Ivar and Vitzerk they kind of bust out of there and they attack all the Saxons. Yeah, we'll we'll, you know, they... we'll talk about that a little bit later. But that was probably my fate. That in the premiere episode, like those fir that first couple of episodes of mm. for, of the season, I think were the hot was the was the peak of the season in a lot of ways. I think just th that was just such an incredible episode that was so much fun yeah agreed uh just more york stuff if you want i don't know if you want to skip yep. faster <laughs> <laughs> no that's fine I'm, just, I'm i'm lingering so in case uh, some people can check about here we go more, okay more you and uh, that's a little drawbridge i think into york here uh, oh, this is me geeking out over being on a long ship. <laughs> you look so happy there. You can you can see you can see you got the geek out hand, hand motion going on right there. You can see you're covering the smile. I can, I don't know if you guys can see. Yeah, yeah. There's just a huge. Because no, I was asking the the boatmaster if uh, these were actually seaworthy, and he said that they actually had taken them out. So technically, this long ship is built to the same specifications of a of a real long ship. I'd be like, and you know this. <laughs> Those buggers actually went all the way to Iceland and uh, Greenland and America. So, yeah. Dude, can we... So, can, little can, kid in me was really excited from that. Can, can we take it out for a spin? Can we take it out, please, please, please? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is uh, Interior Kattegat, like, where they do, like, the... It's like a pagan altar there, I think. It's like the stump of a tree. And I think that... Uh, oh, oh, this this picture, sorry, the, the one you just showed. So that's... Uh, it's, it's a bad picture, I apologize, but that's the statue of Thor being burned. So uh, oh, the end was of... actually there when they were shooting that scene with uh, the Thor statue being burned down. And unfortunately, that was the best shot I can get because the fire was uh, so bright. So, uh, but, but it was really cool seeing it. Dude, uh, time for me to time for me to geek out here. So, so you were there the night that they burned. Uh, they did all the burning of the 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 Thor statue on Floki Island there at the end. That's that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. 
And it was, very, it was a very cold night, and it took bloody ages for them to burn it down. I think they did it twice, but uh, it was, you know, really worth it. So. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. People in the live chat say that's awesome. Nick, damn, interesting information. <laughs> Love to fucking hear that. Must have been so cool to be there for that. From people in the live motherfucking chat. We can see Brainwashed in there. Great to see Brainwashed mm -hmm. Felicia. Uh, great stuff that uh, Felicia's throwing in there in the live motherfucking chat. Said this one before, but on my favorite Loki fun fact, he begins Ragnarok by sailing the ship of the dead called Naglafar, translate to ship on nails. Uh, made of nails for those who who die dishonorably in battle. Awesome stuff. L fun Loki fun fact there for some North <laughs> mythology. Keep it coming, Wait. Felicia. Great stuff. So let's go to the next image here. Okay, so this is the whaling station uh, of uh, uh, King Finehair. And uh, I'll tell you something a little bit interesting the further down we go, but this is like the very beginning of it. Uh, I think you saw like a shark. Mm -hmm. being uh cleaned and gutted oh. and they put it like somewhere around there oh. <laughs> so, so beautiful i i often refer to this as bizarro Cadigat. it's it's uh it's yes. a really cool set i almost wish on the show we spent a even more time there but like a lot of crazy stuff did happen you know astrid astrid's uh astrid's rape a lot of king fine hairs uh stuff which i actually we hadn't talked about that yet i think was some of the best stuff this season too he grew on me as a character and i thought harold was presented really well this season as a really interesting character to think about because he ultimately kidnaps astrid but then through stockholm syndrome or something or whatever convinces himself that he really loves her and you almost feel for him at times this or i almost felt for him at times this season and i give that all credit to the actor's performance of the character and uh and so yeah i i love uh harold this season he's one of my favorite characters i agree no he was uh he really grew on me as well uh very sympathetic yeah i hated him not hated him but i felt this is an example of a character when him and Halfdan were first introduced, I was like, okay, they're like spin your mustache villain types. And they yes. they were just dancing around set and eating up scenery, not in a good way. But he really grew as a character and found these beats and moments that he didn't find before to add just such a level of depth to character. And I freaking love it. This love everything he's doing this season. And I can't wait to see how the events of the end of this season, Astrid's death and Halfdan's death affect him on his quest to be king of Norway. Yeah. So let's continue with these. Okay, so uh, uh, just more of the same uh, King, king Harold's uh, kingdom. Yeah. So maybe that was the house where Astrid got raped. I wouldn't be <laughs> And <laughs> It's weird, like, uh, when you watch, when I watch the show now, I'm like, oh, so that's what that place was. Because when I was there, they, they wouldn't tell me you know, because, you know, the spoilers and all that stuff. So you you find out after you see the show. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Well, welcome to Jeremy in the live chat. And welcome to anybody that's coming on in there. Please, if you're joining us, share your thoughts in the live motherfucking chat right now. And we do have a phone line open if anyone wants to call in. You can find those numbers in the description box below. But if you want to leave a voicemail or text to get any questions in that we don't get to, it's 781-990-8509. We also have a call-in number if people want to call in that I'll share in a second. I just don't have it in front of me. Uh, but if you're watching this video later, share your thoughts in the comment section below. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon to talk about Vikings. And huge thanks to, Nick's, to for Nick for coming and talking about his experiences. Some really cool behind-the-scenes stuff. So let's go to the next one.
Oh, thanks. Oh, uh, so uh, this is, uh, you know, where <clears throat> you can see the whale bones there, where Astrid and Harold uh, got married. Mm -hmm. And so this this is a quarry. And the kind of interesting thing to know about this quarry is, uh, do you remember that season? In, I think it was season three, where Ragnar uh, can't attack Paris on, on, on ships. So he decides to lift all his long ships over this cliff take his long ships uh, over the land through the forest yep and come yeah so that's the same quarry oh really you know, that's, the, that's the same quarry that's exactly the same quarry what? i think see it's in the in another shot in another picture but uh on the very far right um no that's just more the docks but on the very far right that's where they would lift the, the ships up that's where ragnar lifted his ships up so they kind of recycle a lot of the same locations and they just shoot it in a different way. Dude, that, that that's so crazy. And I mean, that that's just fun for set decorations and anyone who's ever worked in like a black box theater or anything like that. It's so amazing what you can do with uh, with a given space and if yeah. you and with enough time. And I've talked a lot about this season, even when I have problems with some of the story arcs or some of the character moments or whatever the production team of Vikings is one of the best out there making television movies or anything. They put, they've just grown so much. If you watch the show from season one to now, literally every season, it looks better and better. And some of the previews for season five B look even more incredible with the fire and everything surrounding like the epic oh, scale yeah. of the, of the sets and everything and the way they maximize is it's it's influential, and I think on some level I've I've heard from a in a very fun way. It's competitive out there with Game of Thrones too. Like they want to, they just keep wanting to get better, and there's a lot of guys know each other back and forth, and it's mm. it's it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of fun, and they're just they're they're killing it. <laughs> yeah, even though they're kind of, they are competing with each other. Yeah, I think uh, uh, yeah, Bjorn was like saying "fuck Game of Thrones" when I was there. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That, <laughs> Oh, he's loyal to the, to his show, of course. So no, that that, that I I'd love to hear more about that. Eddie, if the, the show is talking shit about each other, I love that. I love that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> any any drama you want to share? I love it. No, I'm kidding. So here here, here we nah, go. Nah. Here we go. Here we go. It's a uh, it's um just a a better sh or a closer shot of the of the docks and another great visual there. Yes. Oh, so uh, this is um oh god, what's the King Ayla? Doing the the blood eagle, so that's a dummy, of course. That's mm. not uh, actually him. That's that, a picture of him from uh, that would be that would be serious and method acting if it was him. No, no, yeah, it, uh, absolutely. I mean, I took a picture because I remember when the uh, the blood eagle scene was shown, and I was kind of bummed out because the blood eagle's really gruesome. Like I thought we were going to see the actual his lungs being placed on his shoulders and stuff, and uh, the people there, the prosthetics team, they said, "Oh, that's too gory for TV." I'm like, are you kidding me? Have you seen the stuff that goes on Walking Dead? <laughs> and they can't just show like some lungs, you know, on the guy's shoulders. Yeah, so. they, they can go all out, all out crazy. Let me uh, copy that. Uh, the quick, quick question here, quick question: Where do, you, where do you guys think Ubi will be king? Do, you, do you think uh, where, where will uh, Ubi be king, Nick? Uh, oh God, I don't know. I mean, all I, all I know about Ubi is that he's supposed to marry a princess or something. Yes, I think an, an English princess. I'm not sure, but they kind of uh, change things uh, around with the brothers. So I can't even predict what's going to um, happen anymore. Like Sigurd wasn't supposed to die. Like that—that that was a thing that's really surprised me. I remember watching that, like, what? Uh, and and uh, 
I could be making this yeah. up because I don't know my facts. Isn't Ivar supposed? To, is Ivar the oldest in in reality? Was it? Was he the oldest? Ooh, I don't know. I thought I read that somewhere. I I, actually, I, 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 don't, I don't have a, a clue to be honest. I mean, like all the King Rag Ragnar's supposed to have had so many sons. Like apparently, Hafton was supposed to be a half son of Ragnar, and they made him instead to be Harold's brother instead. Yeah, and I mean, we'll talk about this a little bit, or we'll, I mean, we can we can hit on this a little bit now. But uh, Vikings is a historical fiction. It's not. It's it's never pretended to be a, a complete accurate account of of history. It's it uses it it and it makes, but it's it's not the end all be all of Vikings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just think of it this way: it's a, it's a retelling of the the Viking sagas. Uh, which is uh, an oral history passed on for centuries and centuries before it was uh, written down. Like a lot of these sagas were finally written by uh, Christian monks and stuff who had uh, who were hundreds of years after the Viking Age. And so uh, it kind of gets tweaked a little over time. Atombi in the live chat says Ivar was the oldest, and because they agree, oh, okay. because they agree with me, I'm going to take that comment as fact. But no, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to we're, we're going to say we're going to say that's fact. But no, but uh, I appreciate that information, and I thought I read that somewhere in uh, some of the accounts that Ivar. So they created, they made Ubi older just to have that sort of challenge going on, and to have that to create that extra level of conflict to not make it so obvious that Ivar would be in control of the heathen army and. And have to make Ubi stupid in that moment. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Let's get back to fin finish up the pictures as we're going towards the end. Sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to get that question before it scrolled by and and never existed again. So uh, let's go to this one. Um, another right. another shot of the blood eagle. Yeah. And, and here we get into let's all let's all hate Nick as he as he hangs out with the cast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. So that's uh, me with Ivar and Vitzek. So uh, that's. Alex, uh, Alex Hock and Mark Ilsa, who plays uh, Vitzek. And uh, they're a really cool bunch. Uh, I really like these guys. Nice. Let's go over here with yeah. you with uh, oh. little Miss, Miss Torvi there. Yeah, this is uh, Georgia Hurst. Uh, and she's, she's a sweetheart. She's really, she was really cool to me. Is she related to Michael Hurst? Yes, yes. Uh, she's uh, the daughter of uh, Michael Hurst. I believe the oh. half sister of Maud Hurst, who was uh, Floki's wife, um, Helga, I believe. Ah, I didn't know she was his daughter. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and there's me with uh, Jenny Jacks, who plays uh, Princess Judith, nice. who is probably one of the best bullshitters I've ever met. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really cheeky sense of humor. And I, I loved her this season. She, she showing her level of of control over the situation to play the game with at the for so many years and knowing that what she needs to do for Alfred and the way she just pushed her son aside to, uh, to set that situation up. I know that's not, if we're going to play history, I know that's his, not historically accurate. Wasn't, wasn't the other guy King first and then he died and left it to Alfred. Yeah. Athelred, uh, I think it's his name. He died in battle. I can't remember which one, and then uh, uh, Alfred became sort of king afterwards. Yeah, um, he left it to so Alfred I, instead of his son or something. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame because I feel like they should have followed that storyline a little bit more because then it would have made like Alfred like the last, you know, resort. You know, like, uh, you know, uh, Aetherwolf dies, then Athelred dies, and then everyone's at the lowest low, especially when they have to go with Alfred, who's this uh, sickling 
you know, you know, weak boy who doesn't have much experience in combat, and yet he's the one who's supposed to save uh, these Saxon kingdoms. Yeah, it, and it, unite uh, the kingdom. It is an interesting choice how they how they decided to depict that. It's it's just one example where it's they didn't need to fake that or make that up. It, they could have just had everyone crown Athelred king or have him take it in that moment uh, where where he does he ignores Judith and then show her constantly influencing him to give it to Alfred instead of his son. And then when he dies, he gives it. I mean, there's just different ways they could have done I think they just wanted to streamline Alfred into king now. And I, I don't know. I'm not sure if I agree, yeah. agree with that choice. They didn't have to yada yada that. No, no, I, I agree with you there. And I think the reason why they do it like this is because uh, when I was talking to uh, Michael Hurst, who's the writer of the show, creator as well, he said that uh, he, they have no idea if the show is uh, going to get cancelled mm. from one season to the next. I mean, it may be different now, but when he was talking like back to the beginning, that's why he kind of wanted to cram in all his favorite Viking moments into uh, as much in one season as possible. So maybe he's worried that... Uh, you know, like he wants to get to the the, the best bits as, as soon as possible, right? And you know, like Alfred being king, because that's like when things really uh, go down. But I would have liked to, you know, if the show took a little bit of a breather, let things sort of uh, develop, let uh, this kid who's Alfred just see the world crumble around him, and then realize what he needs to do to to save uh, Wessex. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you there, a hundred fucking percent. So uh, let's let's continue here. Uh, this is you. Okay. Oh yeah. So this is uh Margaret, who is uh the sort of backstabbing uh, wife of uh, Ube, yeah, who's... who's telling him to you know get up to evil shit. Nick, if you kill her now, we won't have to watch her on screen anymore. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, finish the job right there. If you had just done that, if you had just done your job, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She seems like a lovely person. I'm not. I did not like her character this season at all. No, 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 no. I didn't either. But uh, the the actress was really sweet. Yeah, uh, no, no, I'm sure. Yeah, and, and, and I, think, I think I was one of the first people to interview her actually because uh, she was just sort of getting started. But yeah, she was uh, really nice to talk and it, to. And it's not it's not so much how she necessarily acted, it's how her character was written and how Lagatha was written this season not to kill her immediately with the way she was acting. And that we were forced to continue to watch her when she should have been DOA to show Lagatha's power in Cadigan or something by by squashing everyone and showing her paranoia of what yeah. the information that the seer told her or something like that. Instead, I feel like she she just how they wrote her character was even more annoying than the actress was herself just to be just, yeah. to, just to be fair just to be fair i'm gonna put that one on the writers so uh next yeah. oh, awesome awesome oh there's ube of course sweet yeah so oh and there's uh and there's gustav who plays uh floki of course that guy is huge dude I, yeah he's like a head taller than you man yeah, he's like I'm five foot eleven, so I think he's like six four, something yeah. like that. I remember speaking to him like I, I said to him like, "Dude, I thought you'd be like my height," <laughs> and he's uh, because you hunch a lot in the show. But like when he's you know his posture's good and he's like a giant. He's like he's bigger than uh than Ragnar, who's like five five ten maybe something like that. Uh, Lagatha, she's a dwarf compared to him, <laughs> so I think. I think he has to hunch a lot around it because she had five, I don't know, look at that. Uh, Transmission Rory asks, does Vikings film anywhere besides Wicklow? As far as I know, not really. I think uh, it's all around the county Wicklow. Um, I mean, they did 
all the stuff uh, like in Iceland and Morocco, uh, they you know shot there, but it would only be for for a few weeks. I think it's season two or three. You remember when Bjorn goes on his trip to hunt that bear and stuff? Yep. Yeah, they shot that in uh, Canada. <laughs> We're Rag so, we're Ragnar's the best dad in the world. He's like, you know what, Bjorn, you're a pussy. And if you don't go out and kill a bear or something like that, you you're nothing to me. You're nothing to me, you little asshole. Get out of here, Bjorn. So so yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ragnar and his best dad. It's like shoot, yeah, it's like anytime they shoot in a new location, uh, they always uh, shoot it with the smallest uh, crew and actors uh, possible. Like there's a scene uh, in this season when um, you know the, the wanderer speaks to Bjorn. And he says, uh, oh, we need to go, when we go to Sicily, we have to only take a, uh, one ship. It, so it won't be as suspicious. And I was just thinking in the back of my head, yeah, and also help shape production costs. Won't <laughs> yep, <it>? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a win-win, win-win situation. Yeah. So let's continue on. This is, uh, this is Nick with Claudia. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's continue here. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is in Kattegat. Oh, and this is the, uh, the whalebone set here. So this is where like Astrid and um, Harold got married underneath that uh, those well bones. Okay, I don't have an aw sound effect here, but I but I but I need it. some kids laughing or something like that. I need some happiness. Yeah. So, yeah. And Claudia looks so happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, I can't believe I'm here. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> Dude, I was like a kid in Disneyland. I was. Oh, dude, the whole I, time. I can imagine. I'd be, I'd be skipping around this place. That'd be, be amazing. Oh, and there's you with Bjorn. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was when I was interviewing Bjorn. Yeah. Is, is uh, he, he's about your height, right? You guys are about the same height. Um, I think maybe he might be an inch taller than me, but uh, yeah, he's, he's a giant. He's a big guy. And then last but not least, we got we got you we got two kids in the in the uh the giant toy box of Vikings. Look at you guys. <laughs> Dude, this is amazing. This yeah, is amazing. Uh, <laughs> this is this is the and Claudia. Uh, she works on uh, on history buffs with me. Awesome stuff. And, and yeah, uh, you can definitely do the Vikings podcast together as well. Yeah. So I mean I just we went the, Yeah, so I went to the costume department. I was like, hey, do you mind if uh, we borrow some of the costumes? We need to shoot some stuff and they're like aren't you doing a podcast yes <laughs> it, it it'll, it'll help you this is I was like no <laughs> that was such a lie these are promotional photos they will help promote the podcast of course they will <laughs> it's it's amazing it's, yeah it's, it's, I just, yeah i just want to pretend to be a viking even if it was just for an hour oh yeah you this is a must like if there wasn't a photo like this i'd be so bad at you guys like this is this is the you had to do this fucking photo and you guys look so fucking happy and too much yeah. too much fun too much fun and That's yes fun. you can you can actually check out on nick's channel sometimes nick and claudia do uh podcasts together as well live streams and she's very very funny they have some awesome dynamic so hopefully they'll do more of those in the future and definitely check that out and uh yeah claudia is awesome and claudia is since she's saying it she's nightmare in the chat so if anyone, if anyone wants to know so uh so let's kick off this thank you so much let me stop that right there let me stop this mute i muted myself for a second here we go and we're back. So now that we kind of went through it, we've already basically talked about this. So we might. Uh, hold on a second, Phil. I can't hear you, mate. Oh, you can't? Can you hear me now? No. Can you hear me now? 
Yes, yes, I can okay. hear you now. Yeah. Per perfect. So, sorry about that. Uh, so, so uh, Nick, could you plug in your headphones? Yeah, yes, I'll do that now. Okay. So I'm sorry. I'm starting to hear. I'm starting to hear myself a little bit. So gr great stuff there, and thank you so much for Nick for sharing all that, and Nymeria for sharing those images. It's great to uh, live vicariously through their adventures on Vikings, and absolutely, definitely check out History Buffs if you haven't al already. So we kind of already went through most of all of this uh, and indirectly talked about it. But what would you, what would you say, Nick, were, was your highlight point of this season? What was a couple of things that were your favorite things that happened this season, if you have any that like stand out to you? Oh, um, I think a lot of moments involving Ivar uh, really blew me away. I think my favorite uh, scene is when uh, he is on that chariot in York and he gets thrown off and he's just like uh, got that bloodshot eye and he's got blood dripping all over him and he's uh, screaming at the Saxons that uh, he's Ivar the Boneless in Old Norse and they're all just terrified to be around him. Like just all of that was uh, really phenomenal. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think the Ivar stuff was highlight for me. I already hinted at this or talked about this. I also really liked the King Finehair stuff. I think I think he was depicted exceptionally well this season. I wanted it in to lead into the second part of this question. What I wanted to be my favorite section of this season was Bjorn. And maybe I want and no, it's not one of these things. You know, sometimes in life when you build things up too much and they're not quite what you want them to be and you have to almost blame yourself because you hype something up. The Bjorn situation was not that. They half-assed the Mediterranean situation. I built that I built that up big time. Yes, I did. But they also just didn't give us what they could have given us with that. I keep hoping he's going back, but it doesn't seem like that in the beginning of season five. It seems like he's sticking around and they're not going to have him go back out on his adventure. It seems like they're going to have him go uh, to a different location. They hinted at it. He's going to go where they say he was going to go up, up uh, more to... To Nor not not well, they they said something at the later half of the season. Someone gave him some. Uh, he said he where his next place he was going to be going. Well, he was supposed to go to uh, Rome, what he thinks is Rome, and then the wanderer says to him, "Oh, Rome doesn't exist anymore. You want to go to this place?" Yeah. Whereas the the real Bjorn, he attacked the city in uh, in Italy, which he thought was Rome. It was some city in uh, northern Italy. Um, but like his trip, he was supposed to take him to Spain. He's supposed to raid uh, Spain. Then Morocco, then the south of France, then uh, what was Rome, then Sicily, and then come back to uh, Scandinavia. And the amount of wealth he accumulated in that trip was supposed to make him like one of the richest Vikings in history from that one raid alone. So that's what that 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 could have been an entire season or maybe two seasons of it him. It could have kicking ass of being legendary. He's, this is like cooler than what Ragnar did. All Ragnar did was attack Paris. And, uh, you know, get killed by uh, King Ayla. Dude, it could have that, that, been... That's what he did. It could have been a spinoff show. There's, like, so much material that they could have mined for the Bjorn adventure. Yeah. My hope and, I guess, a projection, uh, Miss Cleo-like question. Do you think he'll go back out? They'll sort of just be like, oh, yeah, he came home and went back. Will his adventure continue and we'll actually get to see some of that? Um... I'm guessing so. I just they, they can't keep doing these uh, stop and start things because they've done this twice now. First with Spain and then with uh, Morocco. So 
hopefully third time's the charm. <laughs> um, also, actually, I've got a question for you. Do you miss the shield wall? Yes, we actually have a question about that a little bit later. Let me let me scroll down about that. Uh, we and just in touch upon that now since we're since you asked me about that because okay. because uh, it's it's down the bottom. So give me a second while I scroll while I scroll down to the bottom of my notes here, uh, where I have a couple questions from some people that they sent in, and I think uh, this is from Watcha Man says. Vikings only fought in a shield war, a shield walls. This open battle yeah. concept just didn't happen. I would recommend checking out the Saxon Chronicles by Bernard, Bernard Conwell on Audible to really get an understanding on how Vikings fought. And you can get a free Audible trial by checking out my link in the description box below. <laughs> but, 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 uh, but so yes, I do miss the uh, shield wall, wall, and this is where maybe we, you know, to to touch upon you know historical accuracies. Did the Vikings? Well, they, they showed all that in season one. Remember when they're at uh, they're attacking? Um, I think it was Northumbria first. Uh, after Lindisfarne, I think they get attacked by some um, Saxons and they use the shield wall. They used the shield wall in season two as well, and also season three. But then, as the sh as the show developed, it just became more of this. Uh, sorry if I'm saying this, but bullshit like uh, open fighting, where it becomes like a, a free for all. And that's not what made the the Vikings such uh, capable warriors. You know, they had tactics and they these strategies. Is is uh, it, and I don't know history. Yeah. I obviously don't know history as well as history buffs or your or yourself, other history buffs. But ultimately, that kind of open combat didn't really exist for many many years, right? Like that, people didn't fight that way until like Longshanks' time or something. Like, no, no, I mean like this open combat thing. I mean, uh, you know who the ones who did open combat. They were like the barbarians during Roman times, you know, the, the people who are just sort of charging at the, the, the front ranks that it's, it's not it's not very good because you use all of your energy in the first five minutes. And then you're going to be tired from swinging a sword or an axe, you know, like that. You want to use the cohesion of your uh, ranks to help you overpower the, the enemy. And while we're on this subject, we might as well get this out right now before we uh, continue here. Because I also got this other comment that says, hey, Phil, I heard you're having Nick on. Definitely have some inaccuracies, some facts and fuck-ups from this season. Love to hear if Nick has any thoughts on this. So let me play. These, these are a bunch of fun facts, which I've come to see that the the this, this person just copied these from IMDb. But that's fine. Thank you for the comment. Really do appreciate it. <laughs> but, that, but that's great that you did this. So here we go. Some facts and fuck-ups. References to the place York are incorrect through the whole storyline. When this was set, York would have been known as some Epicorum, some Roman name, or more likely Eforwick, an Angela name. Oh, uh, he's right. The, the, the city of York only got its name because it's called Jorvik, and that's a, a Viking name. Right, yes. When the Vikings conquered Jorvik, Jorvik they renamed it Jorvik, which was the name of York uh, derived much later. The name of York explicitly spelled that way was not until the 13th century. Uh, the phrase, the king is dead, long live the king, was not used until the 13th century, which is many centuries after the events of the stories depicted in the series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> when Bishop Hammond is praying, he says, cut them down like ears of corn, like the harvest. Corn was brought to Europe by Christopher Columbus after he came back from North America. <laughs> 
shit. So Cord had to be. Think about that, dude. That's fucking crazy. In the uh, in the in the plan at in the episode the plan at the scene of twenty minutes fifty five seconds, you can see a pineapple. But these were not brought to Europe until the fifteenth century. No, oh. Norwegian. Oh my God. This is ah. fucking crazy. Norwegian Vikings did not go whaling before the 18th century. They even invented grenade harpoons in the 19th century. Um, I don't know about that. Um, in in the Viking Age, Samis Samis referred to would be referred to as Finns by the Norse. Um, hmm. Ivar refers to the moon as a woman, but in Norse mythology, the moon is attributed to a male god. Uh, blowguns were not known in northern Europe during the 9th centuries and the Samis would have used weapons similar to the v Norse neighbors uh, and yeah I got kind of uh, suspicious with the whole blowgun thing I mean everything involving the Samis I was suspicious about but when I like you know we saw that teepee thing in the woods the Samis having a teepee I was like isn't that Native American then, then I looked up um, and Samis do have their own version of a teepee it's meant to be like uh, shorter and fatter uh, as for the blowgun, I mean, I I just assumed there was like a it's an, a new world sort of thing, like a, a Central American, like the Mayans and Aztecs maybe would be using it. And uh, let's the last one of these is from this person is in the first battle scene, the bowmen are show pulling the bowstrings back to the uh, to the no to the nose as done as today. However, in a, a Viking bow takes a hundred to one hundred and thirty pounds of force to draw back the strings. Documents showing the Viking bowmen de depicting drawing the strings back only to their chests, not their chin or their nose. Vikings could fire their arrows more than two hundred meters. So. All very good facts there and good information. Thank you, uh, Cecile, for those facts and information. And the one last one of these comments that we have for now is from Richard Johansson uh, that left a comment on the video that says, I just don't understand why this show has to be fiction and false historical events mingled in with some true. It's so confusing for people. My friends have often asked me if such and such is true. I say no, they get very confused. Why not just script the real story given into the saga so people watching them will learn with high accuracy the history, the stories that are given in the sagas are just as exciting and give so much information that you would have lots of material for a writer and director to work on. Normal people watching will think this is real until they Google and find out it's not true some of, and that some of it is. The intermingling of fact and fiction together in this show will be confusing for so many people, especially because they have the real character names in it. Funny thing is that Ragnar Lothbrok being a lord of Cadigate for a humble beginnings of being an unknown farmer, yet he was the son of the king of Sweden in real life. On top of that, that he had no relation to Rollo. Why put that nonsense in the show? There's just no need for it. It's stupid logic. Nick, what are well, your thoughts uh, on that? I would just argue this, like, where uh, Kattegat doesn't exist. It's like a sea uh, in, in Scandinavia, so that's that's not real. Rolo uh, is not related to Ragnar whatsoever. I think he was around the 900s, something like that, before he became the first Duke of Normandy. Uh, there's a whole... Also, you have to think about this. Uh, the gods exist in the TV show Vikings. Do you remember when uh, Ragnar is killed? And then... Uh, before all the brothers telling him, telling them that Ragnar has died, even to Bjorn and Vitzerk when they were in uh, Spain. Yeah, they all. So, yeah, yeah, so go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, yeah, they all feel it. <laughs> I'm like, you can't argue, like, oh, that's like interpretation. You know, they're just thinking they're seeing it. If, if, if they're all seeing the same fucking thing at the same time, then as far as uh, they are, there are 
gods in this world. So it, it really is a, a, a mythological show as well as a historical one. Yeah, especially when you deal with things like the season finale and everything with the Floki storyline, the season with him seeing it and his hand being healed. This world that they've created is a, is in a world a magical, historical fiction of, fictional account of that situation. I know yeah. I, it's not a documentary series, and that's okay. I don't necessarily agree with this person. I appreciate where they're, what they're saying, and I wouldn't mind a whether it's a animated or a real or a live depiction of of that stuff of the Viking Chronicles. That would be cool too. That's not what Vikings is. That's not the show that Michael Hurst is trying to make. And I know your frustration is that's the show you would want him to make, but that's not the show he wants to make. He wants to be yeah. inspired by this to write his own stories. And I, it's, I, it's his version of the sagas. It's, exactly. it's like he's like another guy telling this oral story that gets uh, blended with fact and fiction. I mean, if you look at the sagas as well, like Ragnar killed a, a bear to woo Lagatha. He, he killed a bear and a dog. And I also think he killed um, a dragon as well, like a giant uh, serpent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because what does uh, Lothbrook mean? Like, uh, means like baggy trousers or something like that. <laughs> like, basically, you had to you, know, you had to cross a moat full of snakes or something to rescue uh, someone. It's it's all like bizarre stuff, and yet it's supposed to be history at the same time. Atombi says, "Gotta say they claim that whatever it's a saga too. So this is just one another interpretation of it. I'm gonna supposition yeah, exactly. from what they were saying, but absolutely analysis of Thrones with a super chat donation. Can't stand how the victors of the battle stand and watch their routed enemies retreat right past them. Also, fill the issues guy and history buffs with a match made in heaven. We need more, 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 more. Much love to all of you guys. <laughs> Let me spin the motherfucking wheel. Yes, as I said, this is Nick's third time here, and it will and it will not be his last. So I always love having Nick on, and we'll find more excuses oh, to have you. Nick on in the future. It's honestly my fault that. Uh, I ha didn't have him on. Uh, Nick and I were talking off camera w at one point, and he's like, "He's like, dude, uh, you know, why haven't you asked me to be on a Vikings podcast yet? No, I worked on the set. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to like force myself on a podcast. It was like right after we did the Game of Thrones podcast. I think you're like, you're like, oh, yeah. you do, you do, why don't you have me on a Vikings podcast? You idiot. You didn't say idiot, but <laughs> but but I said, I said, you know what? I didn't, I didn't want to be like, oh, shucks, Nick, can you be on my podcast? But but uh, no, Nick, don't ask me. It's just that uh, I was there, so you could. <laughs> If you have any questions about season five, I'm like, okay, I'll just tell you that. Yeah, might as well. So, <laughs> we, so we planned this all, all way in advance. So I'm glad I'm glad to have Nick on here after the season. Uh, we were gonna do it maybe during the season after a certain episode, but I think it's better better now that we have to kind of look back on the season as a whole. So, so we talked a little bit about what we liked the most, what, what we didn't like, as we're starting to sort of round the bend here in this podcast and hit the home stretch, so to speak. Let's get into a little bit of the individual characters and what we specifically liked or didn't like. Actually, no, we have one last question voicemail about a historical thing. Uh, let's play this. We listened to this before the show, too, but let's listen to this, if we, if we can hear this. Hi, Nick. Huge fan of your channel, Nick, and love all your podcasts, Bill. My question about Vikings is about Loki. Now, how historically accurate is this Loki story? And do you think that Loki will really end up killing the family? I'm also just wondering, in general, how you guys think the show is minus Ragnar. I definitely miss Ragnar, but I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would. Anyway, Phil, great show. Nick, thank you so much. 
And uh, oh shit! Well, oh, <laughs> I get special that. special effects on my voice. Uh, the, they were they were asking how historically accurate is the Floki storyline? Do we think that Floki will kill himself? And to answer your question, analysis of Thrones, the drink, this the thing on the spin landed on both take shots, but I can't force Nick to take a shot. No, 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 no. I will. Let me uh, let me go grab a. Okay, shot. you grab a Wait. shot glass. Nick's gonna go grab a shot glass right now, and yeah. I and I actually have to go grab something to drink too. So uh, I'm gonna. Uh, Nick's going to go grab his drink stuff, then he's going to come back and answer the caller's question. Right. Uh, and I'm going to run to get a drink while he does that. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to balance a couple of things. But let me just touch in a little bit and jump into the live motherfucking chat and uh, take some uh, take some calls. We got, we got Sam. Oh, Sam, so much. Thank you so much, Sam, for uh, joining us today. And let's scroll down to the bottom of the live motherfucking chat. Leave yes, and now we're going to start to... Uh, wrap things up. So if anyone has any last minute questions or comments that they want to get in now before we do our final stretch here, uh, 781-990-8509. We also have a phone line open Sorry. that you can go. Uh, we got Do the Dawn of Ice and Fire. Great to see you guys. And uh, Nick, uh, why don't you answer the question about how historically accurate the Floki situation is? And I'll be right back while I go get booze. Okay, sure thing. Uh, well, as, as far as I know, with Floki, uh, he is based off of, uh, uh, I think, a Norwegian Viking called uh, Hrafna Floki Vilgardesen or or something like that. And he, uh, I think he was the first uh, Norseman to go to uh, Iceland. He went with his, uh, I think he went with his family. I think his daughter died on the trip. Uh, so this is not it's got nothing to do with uh, his wife Helga and uh, his daughter from the show. So I think that's, that's about it. Now as to whether uh, Floki is going to die the next season, he very well could be. I mean, uh, his destiny, Floki's destiny from the very beginning was to go to Iceland and to take people to Iceland, to make a settlement there. He's done that. So there's really, I don't think there's much else for his uh, character to do. I mean, like Ragnar, um, as soon as I saw, like, after uh, he attacked Paris, that he was going to have to die uh, th through the Pit of Snakes. And that, that was it. So uh, ever since the, the, the attack on Paris, only it was just a matter of time before Ragnar were, was going to die. Yeah. So as for Floki, it's very possible that he dies in the next uh in the next season yeah and i don't want to get into this stuff because there's no reason why actors can't do two different shows he is signed on to do westworld now so i wouldn't be surprised if and he is getting older oh it's has he yeah he's is gonna he be going to westworld yeah he's gonna be on season oh two he's, of westworld. he's gone he's gone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> although we got the dawn of ice and fire in the live motherfucking chat great to see the dawn of ice and fire great to see so many people joining us today we also have jay on the phone line with a with a vikings question oh we get we got jay let's take let's take a live caller and see if this works uh jay we, it's, it's been a while since we had a live live caller how's it going buddy Hey, what's up? How's it going? Uh, my question was actually piggybacking off that other question. The uh, the guy who left the message asked, "If the show, this is for Sam, since he's like a historical buff. If the show was historically accurate, would you be bored since you would basically everything know everything that was about to happen? And when are you going to do another FOP?" <laughs> awesome. I will be doing another FOP towards the end of the spring, and I can't wait to have you on it, Jay. And Nick, that question to you is Jay's question. Do you do you think if the show stuck straight to history, you would be bored by it? 
no, just because it's about its delivery. I mean, the thing about Viking history is that we only know uh, little bits and pieces. We don't know what, like how what uh, how they're all sort of uh, connected. I mean, the Vikings didn't write down their own history. All their stuff is um, oral, which uh, changes throughout the years, like a game of um, what's it, what's the uh, Chinese whispers we call it in the UK. What do you call it in the in the states? Phone book or phone or telephone? Tele- telephone game. Telephone game. Uh, what yeah, do you, telephone. Yeah, what yeah. do you call it in UK? We call it the Chinese whispers. So like once person says one thing and then it keeps changing until uh, it becomes unrecognizable from what the original message was. Awesome. I'm not making this up. You can look it up. It's called Chinese whispers. No, no, that's cool. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we call it the telephone game. You play it as a kid and it's like yeah. one person tells another person, tells another person. Yeah. It's just the history, as Duke Chronic says in the live chat, yeah. the history is vague. So, yeah. so Nick, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if you took your shot, but here's my shot. Uh, yeah. to- toast to I already you. took my shot. Oh, yeah. Thank Sweet. you, buddy. Uh, for coming. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Yeah. I was also going to say, like, uh, people watched the movie Titanic knowing that it was going to sink within three hours, and they still enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, I mean... You know, it's kind of like, why would you watch history films at all if you, if you know what's going to happen? Yeah, it's 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 true. I mean, and people... We're in an age where people are are constantly seeking out spoilers for TV shows so they, they can know what's going to happen before they watch it. It's it's just... Uh, it, so they're like, yep. Oh. Yep, that's happening the way I wanted. It happened the way I wanted. It happened the way I wanted. So they feel nice and comfortable. So, yeah. so I. But Nick's right, essentially, that it's more about the delivery. It's a, like, like story in how the and how they put together the facts of history would be more important than if they were sticking to history. And if and if a creator feels like he can't give a a fun tale by following history too much, let him. You know, let him make shit up a little bit, and that that's fine. And uh, to an extent, because that does piss me off. I'm just saying. Of that. course, of, co- of course, of course. My whole channel. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but like a lot of movies, but but that the basis too of that is some things say inspired by history. Some things like that claim to be accurate historical accounts aren't. You know, or, bl- or blatantly, or blatantly that. And I agree that there's certain things you know they need to stick to. The aesthetic value uh, is very very important. Uh, and I think some things that Vikings does, as we pointed out, they don't need to change. You know, they they they, def- uh, they definitely don't need like the Alfred situation. They didn't need to change that. There was no that wasn't necessary. Yeah, I, I, the more I think about it, I don't understand why uh, Athelred is still around. He could have died in York. He nearly did, actually. If you think about it, didn't he get shot in the shoulder? Yeah, was that Athelred or was yeah. that someone else? No, uh, no okay. I, think he, I think he was. No, I think he was. Yeah, so why don't they just kill him there? Yeah. They literally could have had the same sort of storyline, and then people would like have doubts in Alfred, and Alfred has to do like a Rocky Balboa thing. He has to prove himself. Yeah, and that would have been a much better story. Jay said he watches for okay, the. Sorry, uh, Michael has to be listening. <laughs> Jay says I watch for the Rose and the Leo love story. Of course, I, of course I do. That's why I watch it. And uh, <laughs> so qu- quickly, just to because I think we almost touched upon everything. Uh, Floki, I think in general for me, I liked the Floki alone stuff. The stuff with the settlement wasn't quite as immersive. Anything you want to say about Floki that you didn't have a chance to say about his storyline? Uh, whether I liked it, um, I, I do. The only thing I, I, I think they they missed out on the opportunity with is. Um, when they settled the, the region of the, in Iceland, it would have been kind of cool if they tried to plant crops and then they, of course, they fail because it's all volcanic uh, soil. 
and that's when things go to shit. But instead, as soon as they arrive, they already already kind of had buyer's remorse, which is quite annoying to watch. You know, it's like you literally just arrived. Give the place a chance. Yeah, and and it was almost they were complaining on the way over this. Like, is this take? We're taking this long. Oh goodness, this fucking sucks. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh yeah, we we haven't talked about Rollo yet, but we'll we'll. we'll uh, so uh, we talked about Bjorn's trip. We basically we talked about Ubi. I think I think Ubi was generally depicted pretty well this season. Uh, I didn't necessarily. I laughed <laughs> at when he went to uh, Hemond and uh, and uh, Athel Athel to uh, to to try to negotiate the peace and he got his ass kicked by uh, the bishop and stuff and sent back with uh, Ivar. I I generally like Ubi. I think he, he's a, he's an interesting character that I look forward to how he develops. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. To be honest with you, I I was surprised that Lagatha didn't try to sleep with him this season. (laughs) I really thought that was going to happen. You know, because she she bangs like uh, Harold randomly Yep, you she, know, he's tied up. Yep, she's she, like, oh, I guess we're doing this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she and she by that point, she she's already interested in uh oh no, the bishop doesn't come into play quite yet. Uh we got Herman that says, first time in your live stream, buddy, great stuff. And of course, always nice to hear some thoughts from Nick. Best regards from Sweden. I know a Viking country. <laughs> Thank you, Herman, for popping <laughs> on in. And Sam, welcome back. Uh maybe the child born in Iceland will be Eric the Red, says Jason. And uh, we will definitely talk about Rollo in a second as well. So uh, Marguerite, we already talked about her. Hitsa, I think out of all the brothers, I feel like he's the one I have the least read on. Uh, I feel like his character, I can't wait to see him get some stuff on his own that doesn't deal with whether he's supporting one of his two brothers. You know, I well, think he's supposed to have like a, a very interesting journey in, in uh, according to history, like Vitzek goes to Russia, like that's his destiny, and he, uh, I, I thought like, and maybe I'm wrong with this, but he helps like set up the the Rus sort of Vikings in the area, um, you know, like I think in maybe Ukraine, and he gets burnt, so like that, so everyone else is going west, he goes east, but I'm not sure if he's even going to do that because uh, when Bjorn goes to Sicily. Uh, that uh, Byzantine prince or wherever he is, he says that uh, they've already encountered the Kievan Rus, which are the Swedish Vikings in uh, the Ukraine and Russia. That's what I was trying. I have no idea what's going to happen. Earlier. I'm looking forward to him like going to Russia. That was his big thing. Earlier when we were talking about Bjorn's storyline, that's what I that's what I wasn't remembering. It's Russia and that he's going to go to. And I think Hitzak's just going to be a a ad on a barnacle uh, hooking on to Bjorn now. And I, I want to see him on his own and to develop some more character. Cause I feel like out of all the brothers, he's the one that's least developed as I understand who he is. And as the Dawn of Ice and Fire says, yes, Ubi got owned, owned there that situation. But, uh, but yeah, I just want to see more of, of who he is. Cause right now I feel like I don't, I just don't, I don't know him enough. I, and so I'm not invested in his character as much as I am the other two brothers, other three brothers. Right, yeah. Other three brothers. Um, Harold, how will killing his brother and his wife uh, and a parent child uh, affect him moving forward? How, wh- what do you see moving forward for for Harold Finehair? Will will they go via history with him and make him king at some point? Oh, uh, 
I don't know. I have a feeling he's going to die the next season. Yeah, me too, dude. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. Because... I mean, I definitely think Lagatha is definitely going to die the next season. Like, you know, I hope. No question about that. I mean, did you see the teaser for the next season? Mm-hmm. Yep. The, uh, in, in, yeah. But is... uh, well, dressed up like a, like a angel. Yeah, he's, he's got his queen. Quiet, so he might the blood eagle on her i hope so i mean i i want to see that story concluded i i kind of was hoping she died in this she would die in the season finale that we get some conclusion to that instead they left that hanging out there like the giant matzo ball and i yeah. and uh just so we could finally see lagatha age in in 20 years in one moment uh, i we 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 haven't really directly talked about it but did you like the choice of the season finale to take that kind of view of the battle and go more internal rather than uh, proceed, uh, progress the story? Oh, you mean like when they were jumping back and forth between characters and showing flashbacks and stuff? Yeah, did you like that device? Um, it's a new device, so I sort of, you know, um, welcome it. Because it's difficult to uh, make each battle feel fresh and uh, unique. I think the, I think the most interesting battles for me was Paris. And then when the great heathen army attacks England for the first time, not when they attack King Aelob, when they attack um, Aethelwulf, I thought that was really chaotic. You know, when he's like slipping on the mud and all that stuff. So, I mean, yeah, it was all right. Um, I mean, yet again, I've already expressed like how I kind of wish we saw more of a Viking expansion. So yeah. another civil war in Kattegat doesn't, you know, get me off. Yeah. yeah I think <laughs> that I, I think they could have put that off a little, a little bit longer. It, it, I think it was well done and I enjoyed it in the moment, but I do wish there was some more conclusive action. Looking back on it, watching it again, I wanted more yeah. conclusion to it. Half Dan dying in the in the brothers' bat, I think that was one of the highlight moments and had me really mm -hmm. intensively engaged. Nobody else, I didn't care as much about the Astrid storyline. It almost felt like the way it ended was a little bit of wasted potential in the way they could have finished that off. And some of the moments with some of the editing to like, different mental locations, I'm not sure exactly worked, but I, I did a whole re review babbling about that. Uh, it's it, it was interesting, and I, I hope Lagatha, as much as I did enjoy her in early parts of the series, People in the live chat have said that. Uh, I see it in the corner of my eye. I think she's overstayed her welcome as a character. And I think it, it's time to move on from that point. And I think the, the logical point for her to be finished was the end of this battle. And, and they decided to keep her going. So I hope the preview isn't a red herring preview where it's the editors fucking with us a little bit. And it's actually hinting that, yeah, okay, Lagasith is going to die in the first episode. We're going to see her get blood-eagled or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. I think like this season is about the shedding of the old characters that uh, Vikings started off with. So, you know, Ragnar, Floki and Lagatha. So like, uh, you know, Ragnar lived his purpose. He met his destiny. Same thing with Floki. There's, there's nothing more to progress with, with uh, Lagatha, you know, yeah. I mean, she's trying to been proving to everyone that uh, she, she lives in a man's world and, you know, she could do this by herself. She's already sort of done that, so and it didn't really help the fact that she killed um, oh god, what was the Ivar's mother? Uh, I'm terrible, ass log, ass log, yes, Aslog. yes, so, which was a really shitty thing to do, 
You have to admit. I didn't like the character of Aslog, but if you really examine what she did, yes. It's it, she just came in there, she's like okay, the way she killed her and all that stuff. It was yeah, it was, it was an that's asshole the move. Most dishonorable, that's the most dishonorable thing you could possibly do. I mean, like when I um actress Catherine Winnick who plays like the like uh she was defending her character a lot, so she was kind of taken aback when I was just plainly saying to her, like, you have to admit that's kind of shitty. You know? <laughs> She's like, accept someone just around there, then shoot her with an arrow. She's like, "Fuck you! No, my character's awesome. Don't, don't, don't question my yeah, character." That, that, was, that was pretty much it. <laughs> Transmission says one problem with the battle scenes is that we never seen the scale or scope of the battleground, and this is what that I wanted to definitely mention that comment because uh, Nick mentioned the preview for uh, the next episode for episode eleven that we got, or the or the preview for the back half of the season where we see the huge huge battle with the uh with the fire around it and stuff and it seemed to be that uh we got a little bit more of what you're talking about transmission rory that uh we saw an aerial view of the battle so we could really see the the scale of the armies and the scale of the the battle and i think you're just going to see that more and more in the conflict mm. between bishop and ivar and so our last topic right. here uh what are you hoping for and how do you think 5B will go. What are you hoping for in 5B? Uh, uh, I just want uh, that huge Viking expansion. I want yeah. uh, Ivar to not only be in England, I want to see if he can go to Scotland. I want him to go to uh, Ireland, you know, set up Dublin. There. Uh, I want Bjorn to just fuck off from uh, <laughs> all the stuff going on in England and uh, Scandinavia. Just go and finish his mediterranean tour because i'm getting sick of it <laughs> so, <laughs> um yeah I, I just want this huge viking expansion because it was like around this time that's when the vikings just exploded onto the scene it started going from like the, the mediterranean to uh baghdad russia like everywhere so yeah yeah and we're already signed uh, on i also Oh, no, yeah, no, continue. I was just going to say, we're already signed on for season six, too. So something you were talking about earlier about not knowing if it's going to continue or not is out of the picture. They know it's going to continue at least on to season six. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, oh, just randomly thought, what do you think of uh, Ivar's magic legs? Yeah, yeah, like a real kind of Forrest Gump moment. Yeah, and I think <laughs> starts walking again. from what some people are saying and some of the speculation, I think it feeds into the whole speculation that, that the battle didn't happen. There's this whole uh, subsection of like that battle never happened. It was just like the mental reaction. We didn't actually see the battle. We just heard, we saw the mental battle right. in their mind and that whole episode was in their mind. And to go off that, I didn't really love the, as some have said in the comment section, the Jason and the Argonauts scene or when we get the skeletons, uh, I call it more the Cobra Kai from Karate Kid. Like we see, we see, uh, we see. Uh, who's he watching fight? He's watching Lagatha fight, like the skeletons or something like that. And uh, and I didn't love all of that in the way I thought some of it came off a little cheesy. But but I don't know. I guess it's to symbolize that somehow it's in his mind that we, what we were watching wasn't really what was happening. Yeah, I don't know if I liked it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, not sure either. <laughs> uh, I'm also curious to see like what is Rolo going to be doing because Rolo's already yeah. met his destiny of becoming the Duke of Normandy. 
Yeah. So I don't know why he's coming back to um and that's, and that's I guess the one thing we haven't we haven't touched on. Someone asked in the live chat too. What did you think of the introduction of the Franks into the story, the way they were introduced, and Rollo coming back? Are we going to see more of him, or is, or uh, or and how? And I agree. Like you just asked the question. I, I guess all we can see is him dying. Like, Who Rollo? Yeah, like the end of his story. Like like because he's already reached everything. Unless he's unless. Could could one of the brothers go with him, and then we when we see his his perspective situation? I guess I would like that if we get more of Rollo's day to day, so to speak, and his life is as the Duke, and one of the brothers goes with him. Like, hit, could Hitzak go to, with Rollo or something? Maybe I don't know. Uh, like, I, I'm just not sure what exactly they can do with him. I loved seeing him; he looked cool, and I love the introduction of the Franks, but. Let, yeah, yeah. I, what else could they do um, with him? I don't think we could see anything else because, like the the last time we saw Rolo, he extended that invitation to all Vikings to come to uh, to Francia. Specifically, I mean, like that's why it's called Normandy because of the Northmen, um, which becomes sort of like this Frankish Viking sort of uh, colony, so to speak. So he's he's met his his destiny. So. I'm curious, but I don't know how much of what they could do with him. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I don't want to be like it's so. And I also know he not to play this game again. He is on another show, and they only yeah. have limited. I've heard Michael Hurst talk about this several times. They only had limited time with him, so it makes me wonder how much they will actually get to do with him, and how much is was that just a cameo? Are we actually going to get scenes with him, or are there just going to be a couple of glorified cameo scenes with him here and there, and uh, just to kind of feel his force, but never actually have him in scenes doing anything? I, I hope it's not that, but I but it's from what we saw this season in until his show gets canceled. I think, I think that's our, that he, he probably doesn't have too much time to be on the show. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm surprised that he even came, uh, with, uh, Bjorn to Spain. Yeah. I was like, really? He wants to, you want to go, he wants to do that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he might, um, he might be around for like about three episodes at the most. That's what I see. Ne Neo Bryce Largo says in an interview, Clive said Rollo identifies with Hitzak, so maybe that could be a possibility. I Hitzak is not going to stay with Ivar. I don't think so either. I think I think none Ivar is going to be alone in his "I'm King, fuck everybody" kind of world, and no one yeah. else is going to want to be in there. Because I, because Ivar, we 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 talked a little bit about him overall, overall, but I I think he eats up scenery in the best possible way. He's just he. He is play he is Ivar, and Ivar is just going to get bloodier and bloodier and bloodier. Yeah, Do Ivar's meant to be kind of like a, a bloody sort of conqueror, like uh, like Genghis Khan or something like that. He's supposed to lay waste to to England. Uh, Vitzek, uh, well, probably not going to happen this season, but he has to eventually go to Russia. I, I mean, there's no way they can kind of get around that. He he's meant to have like a really badass death scene or some other Vikings, they tie him up to a pyre and they put uh, and then he just says to them, burn me. <laughs> you know, like I dare you to burn me alive, which is of course what they do. So that that's what it's supposed to happen to him. Yeah. Um and sorry if I spoiled it for anyone, but you know, it's history. <laughs> no, and yeah, exactly. You're not spoiling fuck you, man. What the fuck are you doing? You're spoiling history, you fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> assholes. Yeah. Uh, will we 
Willie, and this is not necessarily a question just for you. It's just a general question that I wonder if we'll truly get get to see Ivar's comeuppance, his his uh, his his conclusion depicted on the show. I I know the show's uh, confirmed through season six. I wonder where that endpoint and because I know. Again, from what I've read and from what I understand, the events of Ivar's death are vague. We, so they have kind he of... He dies in a... He gets shipwrecked, I think, off of Ireland or something. Isn't that what happens to Ivar? It's something, something, like it's something, it's something like that. It's something like that. And, and, it's, and I, I just wonder if we'll see that depicted on screen in the series. How far in Vikings... And this is just more of a general question or yeah. general I think statement. If, uh, if, they, if they end it with him being shipwrecked, they got to do it uh, in the same way they did when uh, Ivar was with Ragnar and they get shipwrecked in um, in England. Remember, they get they wash ashore oh, in Northumbria that... and they get captured by King Ayla. That's what so that's maybe awesome. if he's if he gets shipwrecked and he hear like Ragnar's voice calling to him from the from the sky during the storm or something like that. And that's That'd be cool. And then, then you get your last Travis cameo right there, and then, then it all ends. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think? And this is again just more of a general statement, a general question. Do you think Vikings ends with the tale of the Lothbrok sons, or do you think it continues on to more through Viking history? Do we get Leif Erikson eventually on Vikings or something? Or do they continue through Viking time, or do you think <clears throat> if Michael Hurst had his I, way, uh, if he had his way, yeah. I uh, okay. I'll tell you this. Um, uh, when I I was in a, a comic con for to interview Michael Hurst, and they asked him that very question, like how, like how is uh, are we ever gonna ha- go to America? Are we ever gonna follow Leif Erikson? And then I um, then Michael Hurst told me that uh, his idea for the last shot of the show, when everything ends, is you see Vikings wash up to the strange new world. You see this mist over uh, the land, and when the mist clears, you see Native American Indians. And then I said, and then what? He's like, oh, that's it, that's the last shot. I'm like, what? Are you <laughs> fucking serious? You end there? Like, at this really cool bit? <laughs> he was kind of taken aback by my response, but uh, if he carries on going like that way, maybe that uh, it might end when uh, the Vikings come to uh, America. Yeah, and and it seems like as it's going on now, being the successful show that it is on History Channel, and I think I haven't been looking at the ratings, but they're they were doing well enough to get that season six order immediately at twenty more episodes. So I at this point I don't see it not ending the way he wants it to end. I don't think History Channel is going to suddenly pull the rug under him and be like, okay, uh, you're fucked now. After they they keep giving him more episodes, it's more like, oh, you want you want twenty more? I'll give you twenty more. Uh, so I wonder if six will be it. I imagine that probably what's going to happen is you'll get six and then you'll get 10 more and seven or something. Like it won't be another, yeah. tw- another 20 episodes. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, what's the best show to right now? Swamp people after this. Yeah, that's like, true. I, I think this is like the, the golden goose, you know, they want to pawn star, pawn star, pawn stars. And this is retail. So pawn star episodes. <laughs> stuff like that. We get yeah. the, the dawn of vice and fire says we got to get Eric the red. Duke Cronk says Ivar's mom had a vision of him dying in a shipwreck. Maybe the first one was not the one that gets him. Herman's Herman says, oh, that's at Nightmare. Yeah, they can uh, connect that with Bjorn becoming king of Sweden. Uh, Red Sox fan, great to see you in the live chat. Great to have everyone. David Kennedy, thank you so much for joining us. All of our new friends that popped on in here, thanks to Nick in Nymeria. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, 
I think we just about covered everything. I'm trying to think of anything we we didn't cover, uh, but I think I mean I had we could go through each episode, but we basically covered every point. Uh, Nick, any anything that stands out to you that uh, about this season that you didn't get a chance to talk about? Um, and you can say no. <laughs> you can be like, no, I'm done here. The, uh, this is a, I I said all I need to say, but uh, but but I think we hit everything. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, this, this season was good, and I enjoyed seeing um, Ivar, you know, uh, take the mantle of Ragnar's place. I think the actor does a, a really, really good job. Uh, I just hope they show more examples of, more, more examples of his intelligence. Yeah. Because as a, a disabled character, he had to overcompensate by being fiscally intelligent. So I, I kind of want to see more of that in the, doing all these tactics and strategies against the the Saxons and other Vikings. So Yeah, and I and I hope that's what to go to yeah. the question I asked you to answer for myself. I hope in the next season, even though I don't necessarily love how forced maybe it was or how convenient maybe another word. We didn't really dwell on the bishop too much this season, but how convenient the bishop's story arc was set up to create the ultimate adversary for Ivar from a military standpoint, and then everything with Alfred from an intellectual standpoint. So I think well, in- Alfred is really meant to be Ivar's nemesis. That's yeah. the thing. Like, uh, yeah. do you remember that scene where uh, Alfred and uh, Ivar playing chess? Playing chess. Yeah, I was just, gonna, dude. I was just going to talk about that's that's. Yeah, it was it was so, and that was great to show that they're in the same level. And I think in the next season, that's what I want to see. They've set up Alfred in the situation to make him king. Now let's see Al- Alfred and Bishop versus Ivar in an intellectual battle. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, because Alfred is uh, has to overcompensate for his weaknesses by being intelligent as well. So it's a battle of the minds. I mean that that's what we kind of cool to see that next uh, season. Yeah, I, I agree. Al Red Sox fan with the twenty dollars super chat donation. Let me spin the motherfucking wheel for Al Red Sox fan. You are amazing. Thank you to everyone in the live motherfucking chat. Herman says yes, but I saw Half Dan's death coming a mile away. It says Joe drink, so I'll take that drink for Joe. I'll take one more drink for Joe. I'll take one drink with you, yeah, mate. Exactly. You're not Nick, alone. Nick and I are gonna toast one more drink, and that before we say goodbye to to each other here and to all you guys in the live chat for being awesome. Uh, awesome uh, you guys it's, it's really awesome wild stuff here today thank you guys you guys are yeah, awesome yeah, yes, yes, would, you, would you guys listen to this podcast if we just talked like this the whole podcast probably fucking not you'd be like shut up assholes <laughs> don't, don't do that uh, nightmare is gonna make you burgers later feel free to take shots nick she says the live Wait. chat so uh so everybody thank you so much yes. for joining us today and nick toast to you brother thank you so much for coming as always toast mate cheers mm-hmm. oh fuck it's awful oh skull forgot skull yeah skull 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 that makes sense skull to everyone <laughs> neo bryce largo uh herman nymeria Iron Throne, all of our good friends that joined us, Jay, for the phone call, uh, area code 202 for your phone call to your message that you left analysis of Thrones for the Super Chat donation. Uh, Al, Red Sox fan for the Super Chat donation, thank you so much. You guys are awesome. You should have a guest drinks for the wheel. That's Joe, essentially. The, the, I should say co-host <laughs> drinks, like host and co-host drinks. Phil sounds like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I sound like Caitlyn Jenner. Sorry. Sorry, sorry Mal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
I'm just more of a traditionalist. Just a very traditionalist. Yes, yeah, so you sound a little bit more Connery. I sound a little bit more Jenner. Yeah. The, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Connery Jenner show. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> But everyone, thank you so much. I don't want to. I don't want to keep Nick here too much. But everyone, thank you so much. Let's make sure we don't have any uh, anyone on the calls or any extra voicemails that we didn't receive. No, we got everyone. Everyone that had a comment. This won't be my last Vikings content in this off season. I also, at one point in this off season, be joined by the awesome King McKay, who does some really great Vikings coverage this season and all seasons. And I'll be joining him later in the year to kind of preview the season. And uh, thank you so much, Herman, for the, for the sub. Really do appreciate that. And hopefully Nick and I will find more excuses to come out here and do more podcasts about bullshit because I always enjoy having Nick on the show and we'll, oh, we'll definitely oh, you, definitely try to do this uh, sooner rather than fucking later. So everyone in the live chat, you guys are fucking amazing. Nick, thank you so much. If people want to find more of your stuff, uh, tell them a little bit more about history buffs, Nick. Okay, I won't take up too much time. It's no, do it. It's a YouTube channel that reviews historical movies and tells you whether it's uh, full of shit or not. <laughs> so if it's a really accurate film, then I praise it and say it's amazing. You should watch it. If it's a Mel Gibson movie, I tell you it's full of shit. You I'll go after him a little bit needlessly. If it's a, a film that's inaccurate, I'll tell you why it is. And yeah, so. That's that's the basic premise of the channel. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> I love I love your Mel Gibson reviews. Uh, I love all your reviews, but your Mel Gibson reviews ex extra ex extra so much. You are you just gonna shut your mouth? You just gotta shut your mouth and blow me. Mel Gibson, two thousand ten, <laughs> whatever it was, two thousand nine. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure what year that was. Uh, thank you so much, everyone in the live chat. Uh, the the Dawn of Ice and Fire, Herman, Brainwash, Nightmare, Al, Red Sox fan, Sam, Iron Thrones, Analysis, Do Chronic, History Buffs is great. History Buffs is awesome. Make sure if you guys haven't already to definitely check that out. And if you haven't already and you enjoyed this video, if you're watching later. Jump in the chat section, share your thoughts on, or your comment section, share your thoughts on history buffs. You can also find all the ways to help the channel and do all that in the in the description box below and also find the link to Nick's channel there. Nick, thank oh, you so much, dude. Thanks. I will talk to you soon. Yeah, speak to you, mate. Bye-bye. And everybody, thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't already, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Join us for more fun as we, uh, as we continue. I'll be on uh, very soon. Joe and I might be doing a podcast tomorrow. We're going to test out a different kind of format or doing it this way with a weird overlay type thing. But really do appreciate everyone coming out today and all the Super Chat donations getting me a little drunk in the afternoon. It's always a good time. But everyone, we will talk to you guys next time. I gotta get over that cancel shit. Wait.